Chattanooga. Stand up one time. Like dead ass though. How long y'all finna? It shouldn't take for grown ass people to do this shit. They should know. What they saying? What they saying? Welcome to the award winning, world famous podcast that nobody knows about and hasn't won a damn thing. It's a podcast about everything. Who you this motherfucker? Hey, what up? 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 Hey, what That nobody knows about and hasn't won a damn thing. It is a podcast about everything for the second fucking time around. Let's go. Came out busting, came out puffing, came out fucking. I'm your cousin. I do all these bruises, bruises, and they daddy. But you love her, you in trouble. I'm the same. I'm gonna bother you with something. That's your busy. It ain't shit. I went shopping, left it running. The pot is burning, baby. The pot is on fire. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm excited. It's Friday. It's Friday, motherfucker. I usually tell y'all the degrees because everybody doesn't live 
in beautiful Los Angeles, California, but that's where I am. That's where I reside, and it is a lovely 63 degrees, 64, depending on what side of the city you are at. If you're closest to the beach, or if you're closest to the city with the motherfucking hardheads and the motherfucking freaks, <laughs> we are here. We are here in these streets. It's a podcast about everything, dude. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be pumping out these motherfucking casts each and every week. I'm out here maneuvering in the city, dude. Being as quiet as kept, just being a ghost. Taking care of my business. Making sure I stay on my toes. Keeping my head on the swivel. It's a lot of, there's a lot of haters out here. It's a lot of, a lot of lonely, lame dudes doing things for... For women out here on some sucker shit. But it is what it is, man. You can't let that shit steer the course. You got a plan. Guys got a plan for the boy. And you got to stay focused. That's for anybody out there that is feeling the same thing, man. Usually, they hate the ones that's the great ones. Right? To be the man, baby, you got to beat the man, dude. It's a lot of them, it's a lot of them out here that's acting like it. But they don't know. I'm going to tell you like this. I beat Rip Flair. He didn't tell me already I was the man. I'm rambling. What I want to do, though, is introduce what this podcast is pretty much going to be about. And I and I was like, I had two ways I wanted to start this show, dude. And I think I'm just going to put out a second episode to, to accomplish that. But for this episode, I got the news this morning. Yesterday, okay, yesterday everybody was going crazy. Or is it day before whatever, right? J. Cole puts out, he says, I can't hold it no longer. I was going to sit with it and just give you guys a complete project. And out of nowhere, he says, well, I, I had to let out an interlude, right? I, I'm like, okay. As, as an artist, as a formal artist myself, formally, I said, I'm not going to even listen to it still. I need a complete project. I don't want to have any unfinished work. I need, to, I need to have it like I used to get it back in the day. You know, when it was okay to unwrap rappers and you look at the artwork, you look at the cover, you look at the credits, and you let that motherfucker rock from one to however many is on that on that record. And that's what I wanted from this because I treat the great ones, you know, like we used to in the past. It, they deserve that respect. So the fact that he wanted to go against the grain, I was I was kind of I was trying to wonder why. And then oh my god, and then it happened. Now, we're going to go through a whole fucking rabbit hole here. We're going to go all the way through it. This morning, I wake up. I'm getting ready to go to work. I couldn't cook any breakfast. I was I was ran out of turkey bacon, so I said, all right, I'm going to stop somewhere real quick. This will be the day where I get to cheat for breakfast. And I'm going through my phone, and I look at the top-rated songs, the new songs that I should listen to, and geez, oh, my God, could you believe it? Isaiah Rashad, TDE's own, has dropped a single, man. And it's the single that I just played for you guys right now. It's called Lay With You featuring Duke Deuce. And boy, was I excited. Boy, was I excited because for me, other than Blue, drop the E when you see it, Isaiah Rashad is the truest thing to a pure artist in a long time. He has been that for a fucking while now. This may be a hot take for some, but it ain't for me. And truthfully, a lot of people can't have conversations with me when it comes to hip hop. While you guys was out there with your science books, biology, and all of that fucking math and algebra, you know, getting ready for your elective classes. I had a thin ass fucking Jazzboard backpack. You can press it to my spine. It only had a notebook. It only had a notepad in it. 
It had all my rhymes in there because that's what the fuck I knew I was going to do with my life. Hindsight 2020 didn't pan out that way, but you couldn't tell 15, 16, 17, 18 year old me that shit at all. You, you couldn't tell people around me or people who knew me that at all, that that wasn't going to be what was going to happen with my future. And that's where these stories of me and Isaiah kind of, you know, intertwine and then they split apart because he actually did get himself into a position to make some noise. Now, what I'm going to tell you that I said might be a hot take, but for some it might not be. And there are a few people that I can have music conversations with that will actually put just set aside the hype and actually know what an artist is, what the bars mean, what it takes to be an actual artiste. Then we'll have that conversation. But here it is for you motherfuckers. Isaiah Rashad has been the best rapper, has been the, excuse me, I don't want to disrespect you because there is a difference. Isaiah Rashad has been the best MC in the music business for well over five, six, seven years now. Yeah, you heard me fucking right. And I am a huge J. Cole fan. I think J. Cole is the best out of the group when it comes to Kendrick and when it comes to Drake and Cole, when it comes to when I'm talking about an MC, the essence of an MC, I think Cole is top tier. I think he's one. And then you get the rest. All right, now I was the guy who shot, who who told motherfuckers Drake was gonna be that nigga back before comeback season dropped. Now, if you ask people around me who know, they'll know. Still, they do different things. But back when comeback season dropped, boy, was Drake killing motherfuckers. He was that dude. He was what I he was Isaiah Rashad at that point to me. But that was years before I got to, to figure out who Isaiah was. But 2014 came, and this motherfucker, I got wind of this young boy, man, and I said, all right, this nigga is serious. He's serious, super serious. And at this time, I was still doing my fucking thing. But the fact of the matter that Kendrick was around, people only knew Kendrick. And, of course, you got Absol, you've got everybody else down there at TDE when it comes to... Um, you know, that whole fucking camp. The camp is fucking solid. Now, don't get me wrong. The camp is solid. But if you ask anybody, then, then Kendrick's supposed to be the GOAT. And he's the greatest. And he's out of that camp. But no. I'm going to have to think that there are actual artists in there. Put the fucking hype aside. Put the money aside. Put the accolades aside. Isaiah Rashad is the best MC on TDE. It's no disrespect. Schoolboy Q loves Schoolboy Q. I pump all this shit. I'm just telling you what the fuck it is. They got an all-star team. But the, but the all-star player, the best kept secret, the best motherfucker nobody knows about is Isaiah Rashad. He doesn't need gimmicks. He doesn't have to alter his voice. He doesn't have to be Eminem. He doesn't need squeaky. No, he's just fucking bar for bar. The shit he's saying is true to who he is. True to what these kids were. I didn't understand them. He helped me understand these kids. They going through the same shit as us. They just putting it out there a different way. And then and then we'll break this shit down to where most motherfuckers, what they do is see a young dude up and coming. And he's already solidified. And I'm going to take from him because no one knows him yet. If you were to ask me, we were to get into a deep conversation, I can tell you where Kendrick did it. I could tell you if Drake did it. But right here today, 
I'm going to tell you where Cole did it. And I'm going to even go as far as to say that these two have been having an internal beef for some time now. It pisses me off because I think motherfuckers know how wronged Isaiah Rashad has been in this industry. See, this industry, when you're really nice, it takes a lot to be an artist because artists have plenty of insecurities to play off of. That's what makes us great writers. We get to talk about shit that we can't actually vocalize to, to humans in an actual conversation. We get to just express it in art and put it in song form. And if you catch it, then you catch it. And you can talk to me about it and I might open up. But for the most part, people love the beat and they'll jam to your whole broken ass life. <laughs> you know, as long as that beat is fire, people will be like, oh, I don't even, I didn't even know he was talking about that until they actually listen to you. So we kind of get away with therapy and being our own therapist at the same fucking time. So when you're that good and nobody's giving you the recognition, nobody's giving you the attention that you deserve, and you see other people getting it, and and they're taken from you. It's draining as fuck. It's like somebody's drowning the light out of you. How much more can you take at being great? You know, and I don't know his circumstances at all. From the outside looking in and just reading in to some of the shit that I see and how one particular guy seems to always change his style and it doesn't seem like he's doing it because he wants to. It seems like he's doing it because he has to. I'm talking about Mr. Mr. Nice Watch here. Someone who always tried to fit the mold on what the game was at that time. Yeah, man, that's called stealing. That's called being unoriginal. That's also called being inspired by an actual artist and being sunned, my friend. As hard as that is to accept. Yeah, you've pulled the wool over a whole lot of people's eyes. The fans are fucking stupid. That's just how the fucking game works. It's a manipulative system. That's what it is. That's what social media is. You know damn well. Motherfuckers with 15,000 followers, 50,000 followers, a million, two million. And ain't nowhere near the motherfucker that it portrayed to be online. It's a work, my friend. And some people are really good at that shit. And if you can get a whole collective of people to believe that, in an industry full of fake people, you become real. <laughs> nah, man. The real artists can't relate. You got guys like Prince. You got guys like Michael Jackson. And, and both are great. One's an artist. And one's a performer. You got guys like Joe. Joe Budden. Who puts out mood music and shit like that. And then would try to put out what his albums would be. Try to emulate what his commercial success. And it doesn't work. Because that's not who you are. It's happened to a lot of them. Nas for some time. Now, Jay is going to be Dre. He's the, he's the anomaly. He's the different type. There, there's certain ones that, and Jay's one of those niggas. He's different. Jay, that's Drake. All right? I'm just going to put it to you. Drake is different. Drake can do pretty much anything he wants to fucking do. 
yeah, he took a hit when it came to the whole, we know, I'm not going to talk about it because it's a different game now. And if everybody's doing this, then who am I to fucking fault the guy for it? But I'm saying some of the greats get to take these shortcuts. And that's what J. Cole did. So if y'all going to hold Drake to this shit, y'all got, it's about time y'all hold this nigga to it because he's about to slide right out the fucking door without anybody even noticing that this shit has happened. And not only happened, it's happened to a supreme talent. I'm a grown-ass man. I got at least, what, six, seven years on Isaiah? Sylvia Demo got me through some shit, dude. The Suns tirade got me through some shit, bro. Yeah, I mean, let's get into the shits. That's what we'll do. So if you want to do your research, you can do your research. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and pull up some of Cole's first projects. Let's go to let's go to uh, J Cole's uh, J Cole's albums real quick. I'll just pull them up and we'll and we'll start from the top. You got the warm up. A lot of people love that album because that was an introduction to J Cole. You got Friday Night Lights, Born Center, and then you got uh, oh excuse me, not Born Center. You got Cold World, the sideline story. All right, all of these well. Let's go straight into the sideline story, which I thought was his attempt at being commercial. He had the fade, he had the jury, he was under hold. He thought he needed to be something that he didn't need to be. At least that's what he says. I mean, we all been there, dude. Still, you chose to put that out. Maybe you didn't think that you had pull enough to make a record like you wanted to and just be your fucking self, but... I don't see why if you're in the hole. Hole didn't just drop the fucking dynasty. No, we got reasonable doubt. And then after that, we got value one, which still had hard records. But he was trying to chase what was at that point commercial success. And if you're and if you're under hove, I would think if you were to have a conversation with him to be real about what you're trying to, to accomplish with your career. He would have probably said, yeah, I've done that already. You probably don't need to do that. I got an album that I don't really think should have came out the way that it came out, but we was after a look and a sound at that time. Something tells me you were just rolling with it, trying to be whatever people wanted you to be, and you were going to accomplish that. Didn't work. And we got Born Center, which was almost... A mix, still not a favorite album to me. A lot of those records I can pass by. A lot of those records. It's not till I start getting to the B-side cuts where I'm like, yeah, all right, nigga getting off. New York, New York, was that what it was called? New York State of Mind, whatever, with 50 on it. Everything everything at the end of that shit was fire. Of course, Born Center was a fucking dope-ass fucking song as well. <laughs> and then we go into Forest Hills Drive, which is undoubtedly a fucking classic. Nobody's going to tell me any different. I won't let you tell me any different. And if you do, you just don't know fucking music. That's it. End of discussion. We don't need to have a conversation. It's a classic album. But why? Huh? Why? Huh? Why is it a fucking classic album, I ask you? (laughs) 
now we now it's time for us to go down the fucking rabbit hole. The reason it's a fucking classic album is because he had a whole fucking eleven months, if not more, to study a individual. Now, what I mean by study is when you're close with camps, when you're close with rappers, you end up being close with some of the acts that they are with on a normal basis, on a regular basis. So, yeah, if Kendrick and Cole are fly. You might say, "Yo, I got a new, I got a new guy that's about to light this motherfucker up." And you said, "What? What's his thing?" Dude goes by Isaiah Shives from Chattanooga. We got him. We flew him all the way out here. Same time, they got Scissor. They were cooking at TDE. You gotta remember, Dreamville was coming to part two, so you gotta believe J Cole's like, "All right, I see what's going on." He got niggas in the fold too. Boz, one of the nicest that I've heard in a while. So you, you have these relationships and you say, well, shit, my camp's strong too, bro. I got a nigga, you know, whatever. But I'm a peep, this nigga. And if I do realize that this nigga's the truth, nobody knows him. What y'all gonna do with him? Well, Top don't really know yet. We're gonna see if he can work some kinks out. You know, he's still a little raw. This is what I would kind of figure a conversation would be like amongst homies because I've had these fucking conversations with rappers. Just to see, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta sharpen our swords. I gotta know who's entering the realm. Do I gotta, I gotta keep my head on the swivel, so to speak. You know, because at this time, I still think I'm the guy on the throne. Even if I'm talking to Kendrick as Cole, I'm just as not knowing I am, right? I just don't have that art yet to prove it. I need that one. Niggas know I get busy, but I need that one because. Good Kid, Mad City is that one. Right? Drake has already got that one. Sylvia Demo drops January 28th, 2014. It is a fucking classic. And not only is it a classic, it's done the way it's supposed to be done. And I mean tracks are literally named after this guy's influences. How humble can you get? To be that nice, I don't have to fucking do any of that, to be honest. I don't have to shout out Brad Jordan. I don't have to shout out C. Miller. But I'm going to do it because I'm not fucking nice. And niggas need to know how I got that fucking nice. The same way I would talk about how I created Inglewood and where motherfuckers went wrong with that and didn't even understand where the idea came from. I was just able to give the idea away. Fuck it, man. It is what it is. Motherfuckers took it. It is what it is. I run with it. But because it didn't come from the original source, I know you won't know what to do with it after the fact. It's just a cool fucking name to the person that uses it. Sylvia Demo drops. Influences. Then you go into the tracks. Track by fucking track. I'm hearing nothing but a man's life on record. Done the correct way. You get what I'm telling you? I hear nothing but a man's life on record done the correct way. And what is Forest Hills Drive? A man's life on record done the right way. Yet, we've got four attempts from Cole and it's never been this. The whole rollout from the cover to sitting on your house to, hey, this is where 
I'm taking it back to where I grew up and having the problems of being uh, biracial and all of this shit. January 28th, everything, the fucking tempos of the record, the way that he was rapping was totally different from the dip, from the last attempts that we got from Cole. Rarely do you see something like that happen. Where out of three, four attempts, a nigga changes his whole style and it's a fucking classic? Nah, man. Yeah, we all bought it because it was nice. That's the game. They're going to buy it. They're going to eat it up. Doesn't matter what you did before. Now, I may be stepping on toes here, but what the fuck? It doesn't matter. I've already been robbed when it comes to all this music shit. They ain't going to hurt me none. I don't do it no more. But somebody's got to speak up for the young boy. Guess when Sylvia demo dropped? January 28, 2014. Four Shield Drives drop. December 9th. 2014. That's relatively a whole motherfucking year. And not only is it a whole year, I get to wait to see if I can even attempt to drop this fucking record. Because if it takes off, then I can't. I can't do it. But if it sits low on the radar, you know, maybe the niggas who, like I mentioned, love niggas like Blue, love niggas like Fonte, love niggas like MF Doom, yeah, alright, they might know what I did, but those niggas usually don't vocalize because we don't give a fuck. You let the niggas steal. What is what it is? He won't make his money. He'll lose his credibility, but it won't really fucking matter to him. So let him fucking rock. Yeah, he did. He took off and got away with it. Because it wasn't pushed. Now, can I can I get into why I don't think it was pushed? And it's because you got a star already in this company by the name of Kendrick Lamar. Now, anything too hot that's going to dim that star's light, nah, we can't really have that. I mean, I did promise the young boy that we're going to put his project out, but I don't know if we want to put the backing behind it like that because we still got to eat off the best nigga in the game. Yeah, anybody that can rival Drake's you don't want to dim that for nothing. It's already been proven that Kendrick can hold his star power. What happens if we give Isaiah the shot? Yeah, the lyrics is there. But it takes a lot to be able to withstand some of the shit that comes with popularity, success. So as a businessman, I say, okay, I get that. All in all, you're damaging your supreme talent. Because he knows what he just dropped. What did, what did fucking Chappelle says? He knows it's fucking die line. He knows it's die line, die line, fire, fire, nigga. So if it's that, but y'all not moving it like that, then I gotta, I gotta start looking around. I gotta start seeing the people around me. I gotta start seeing what the fuck's really going on. And somebody's gotta make it make sense to me. It's definitely gotta make, it's gotta make sense to my fucking wallet. It's gotta make sense to the reason I moved all the way from, from the fucking south out of here in Los Angeles. Sorry about that. I had a, I had a call. Levels gonna change. I had the mic backwards like a jackass. Levels gonna change a bit, but it should it should be better now. It should be a lot better towards the latter end of this motherfucking podcast. But anyway, it has to make sense for all of the moves that was told that I would make, and now they don't. But I know that I'm this fucking great talent. Not only do I know I'm great, the niggas in my fucking camp probably tell me that shit on a regular basis. Now, if you don't believe me, here's what I just want you to do. Go throw in Sylvia demo. Remember that it was released 
a year before, or damn near a year, and then go listen to Forest Hills Drive. Matter of fact, you can play one track to another. Give Kendrick one, I'm sorry, give Cole one, and give Isaiah one. One for one, then two to two. It doesn't fucking matter. Do whatever you want to do so it shit makes sense to you because it's going to make sense. If it, I know it's going to make sense because my homegirl is the biggest fucking J. Cole fan. Bigger than me. Would go see this nigga chase him around the goddamn country when he's time when it's time for him to tour. You can't say nothing bad about this nigga to her. She celebrates his birthday. But when I sat down and had this conversation because she knew how fucking much it was bothering me, when I found it, I just had to start piecing shit together. I'm like, yo, I need you to sit with this and and just tell me I'm not fucking tripping. Tell me I'm not bugging. And I wanted to wait. To fucking do this podcast because I was like, man, maybe I might make it. Maybe this podcast might blow and I'll be able to have a fucking discussion with Cole. Maybe I'll be able to have a fucking conversation with Isaiah. And somebody's got to tell me that I'm not fucking crazy because I take this shit really fucking serious. Not only because I like to consider myself a man of integrity, but because I, I know what it takes to make this shit, dude. I know we only got one life. Well, you make reasonable doubt. You can't make that shit again, is what I'm telling you. That's it. That's all for that part of my life. Sylvia Demo won't be another man. It took me however many years of living to give that one piece of art. So when it's not respected the way it should be, God damn, does that fucking hurt. It hurts us so much to where I have to either... Go right back into the fucking studio and be a monster, which nobody actually does because I already know that's not going to make a difference. I just dropped the best things that has been dropped in years. So what else can I do? I can self-medicate. I'm going to self-medicate. The people around me I don't trust. I know the music is fire. If I'm not, I'm fucking crazy, which means I shouldn't be making music any fucking way. So I'm going to stay pilled up. I'm going to stay high. I'm going to stay drunk all the fucking time. I'm so close to storm fucking blow. Like, I am crying out for help here. I've had records like this. When motherfuckers just say, oh, that was a nice-ass bar, and they're not, they're not piecing it together. And then you say, well, do these motherfuckers want me here? Do they want me in this space? I think, it, I think they like me operating in a dark place, which is even more fucking toxic. So the internal battles and the demons that you fight... Man, fuck these little, fuck these dudes who just do this bullshit rap. I'm not talking about none of that fucking shit that these motherfuckers like now. It was happening back when I was rapping. It was happening. It's happening today. It ain't. It ain't a generational thing. It's always bullshit rap. It's always been bullshit rappers. That's just what it is. I'm not calling out generations here. I'm just calling out bullshit fucking rappers. Fuck them and fuck what they do. Yeah, y'all can shake your asses to it. It's more about the producer any fucking way. And I give. Fucking claps and kudos, snaps, snaps, snaps to those fucking producers for making these microwave ass niggas, you know, 15 minutes of fame and giving them a little money and they can turn around and go back home. I'm talking about the real motherfucking artists here. It's hard, dude, to do that shit. It's even harder to have the conversations behind the scenes and niggas know that you are that dude, man. But for one reason or another, let me let me talk to the common folks. You know the motherfucker, you go to you go to work, right? And you listen to the whole HR process. You listen to the coworkers that's there, the disgruntled, 
You listen to what the goddamn manager wants out of an actual employee. And you become that fucking person. You give your day in, day night, day and night. All blood, sweat and tears. And yet still, you ain't getting what you deserve. You see other motherfuckers getting raises. Other employees of the month. You've been there 20 years now, some folks. You get a goddamn watch when you retire. They put a young buck in there. That's the shit I'm talking about. That shit will drive a motherfucker crazy. You go home, you drink every night. Now you mad when you're talking to your wife. This type of shit I'm talking about. Because when a person really takes their fucking work serious, it's bothersome. Now, if I just go to work and I bullshit like these bullshit rappers and I just put some shit out and it's, hey, it's making the top charts and I get to fuck some bitches on OnlyFans or whatever the fuck I do. You know, if I'm fucking Tiger, you think this shit matters to me? Shit don't matter a nigga like that. <laughs> what the fuck? I hate to call him out, but it is what it is. He knows what it is. Shit. For some niggas, it's just a, it's just the next lick, nigga. And, and I'm going to say that because we knew this nigga fucking back in the day. And, and God bless him, man. He made a fucking hell of a career. He made a fucking move. By doing what? By fooling the fucking audience. That's it. I'm talking to the fucking hip-hop art. I'm talking to the MCs, nigga. I'm talking to the guys who was in the circles. I'm talking about the guys who was in the ciphers. I'm talking about the niggas who would put it all on the line in front of crowds and go neck for neck, bar for bar with motherfuckers. I'm not talking about you sensitive-ass niggas who only can do shit 50 takes. You know, I can't one-take shit. I need to be high. I need to be. I need to drink to get this fucking shit. I need some bitches in the studio. You ain't a fucking artist, then, nigga. You have to bring any fucking clown off the street and teach him how to do this. You dumbass. Anyway, I'm getting too fucking wild right now. Let me. Let me. I digress. So I don't rap anymore. <laughs> anyway, go go line those up, track for track. Sylvia demo Forest Hills Drive. Now I think the audience needs even more. I think you might need more evidence, right? Does the glove fit? Does the glove not fit? Was I there? Is there blood in the fucking Bronco? You need more evidence. All right, fuck it. Here's some more for you then. The Sun's tirade drops. The Sun's tirade is, depending on how you look at it, it's Isaiah's, I would call it his second attempt. If you're going to look at his discography, then you might call it his third, but I'm going to call it his second attempt. The Sun's tirade comes out September 2nd, 2016. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, I didn't like it when it first hit. When it first hit, I just wasn't, I didn't listen to it through the right ears. And sometimes you have to do that with music. But depending on wherever the fuck I was in life at the time, and I believe I was on my way out of hip hop, I was hating everything that had to do with music and the industry and the people in it, which is why I didn't receive this well. I was starting to transition into this podcast shit. So I listened to it and I'm like, nah, this is not what I wanted. I wanted Sylvia demo, but like I just mentioned to you guys, I can't give him, he, he couldn't give that to us no more. What I was expecting, I was in a different mind frame of, well, he still got a chance. It just wasn't received well. He still got a chance to do it again. But no, I know that was how this boy he's probably thinking. I'm not going to give it again. Guess what, man? He drops it. And then guess what comes out? 2016, right? Kids on Drugs drops April 20th, 2018. Oh, now, what does everybody say about the fucking KOD album? 
It's the most different cold project. We knew the rollout. He was talking about he wanted to rap like these young kids. He wanted to challenge them on, you know, the the, the pill popping. And then he had a conversation with the with the that kid at the time. I think it was Lil Pump or something. And then the end record was something that made a lot of noise, which was not even that fucking nice to begin with. There was doper songs on there, like Kevin's Heart and some shit. But you know, he did what he he worked it. He worked it again. You got to remember, this is Rock Nation. They got a machine. This is They know how to do this shit perfectly, and it's fine. Shit, if I was a rapper, I'd want to be under that shit, too. Hell yeah, let's get this fucking money in. But Cole is an artist. And I think every time he has to do this, every time he has to dig into this other nigga's catalog to take and, to, and, and need direction... It, I think it kills him a little bit. So now we get this nigga talking about he wants to fucking leave. He wants to retire. And 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 by all means, I know it fucking hurts, dude. Because they didn't accept you. And that's why I give it up to a motherfucker like Wale. And Cole came at Wale. But Wale, no matter the fuck what he puts out, it's him. And they're going to accept him for him. Or they're not going to accept him for him. But he ain't going to do what the fuck this nigga's been doing for half of his fucking career now. Go look at the artwork. Go look at KLD and then go look at the Sun's Tirades artwork. Now you might say, oh, it was the time. Nah, nigga, fuck that. That was two years removed. 2016 to 2018. You still went with the whole goddamn artwork. And then I want you to go into... The fucking music. Go listen to the records. Everything that's described on KLD is what was on the Sun's tirade. Yet it was spoken by a nigga who was in the generation talking to his generation like most of us rappers do. Right? I didn't ever hear Rakim say... Yeah, well, I don't understand what Jay and Nas and all them niggas doing, so I'm about to talk, I'm about to drop a project talking down to these niggas. You don't knock it the fuck off. Yeah, these hoes, these college hoes might buy that shit, bro. You know, these two smart niggas might buy that shit, man. These these old smarty pants degree niggas might buy that shit, bro. But you talking to artists here, nigga. You out of your fucking mind. It ain't nigga, it don't happen. No. This was already done, Cole, by a nigga of a generation to his generation. You just knew that they was all too pilled up to even fucking catch on. <laughs> the audience, they love you now at this point. You, you up there with the best of them. So whatever you give, they gon' even if it's the most different thing, they not going to challenge it now. Why? Because you know them for changing it up, I guess. Now go listen to the goddamn records is what I'm telling you now. Listen to the styles. Listen to the material that is covered. And then I say, because right, I'm out of it. And I'm not going to go further into this because I don't think, it, after you see this, after you hear this, I don't think there's anything else you can fight me on. And if I'm breaking news to some motherfuckers, then come talk to me. It's a podcast about everything. I'm in Inglewood. Inglewood's on, motherfucker. Come talk to me about it. 
Anybody want to have a conversation about it? Anybody that know these individuals that want to have a conversation about it? Anybody who was brave enough to say, yeah, let's sit down and let's fucking talk about, let's play these records right now like they just came out. And you tell me you weren't influenced by this young nigga. Twice now. And then I say, well, after that, man, Isaiah went cold. Cold fucking turkey. Like, you niggas keep on fucking with me. Y'all keep stealing from me. My fucking camp ain't pushing me. I'm going to completely shut the fuck down. 2016. And I ain't getting another fucking project. We talking now is 2021. After 2018, guess who didn't drop another project? Well, why this nigga ain't drop no fucking projects then? Because the nigga he's stealing from has cut the fucking tip. There's no more fucking milk. It's, it's, he's drained it fucking dry. I want to sit here and I want to see if this nigga can do something on his own. Now he ain't going to do shit on his own. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna go out and he's going to, you know, do what he should have did. Start to build up the camp. Start to make your transition now because I don't know if this nigga's going to actually put out any more records. And then finally, he starts. We see something. It's 2021. He's got a baby coming. And this he's putting out a record now. And as soon as the fucking record's mentioned, TDE, Isaiah, same fucking day this interlude, bam. Y'all tell me. The only time I'm seeing shit like this happen is when... Um, What's the nigga name? Not Ty. Uh, party Next Door. Anytime Party drops, the weekend drops. It's the only time I see some old shit like this. Or, or you know, when, when Nas is releasing the project, I get a, something from Jay. This is, the sh- this is the level we on here. Only thing is, nobody's fucking paying attention to these young dudes. This is hilarious to me. On the fucking record, you hear him at the top of the record, Cole. He's stupid. <laughs> Look, man, I'm not trying to put any light on whatever this beef is or if there is a beef. I'm just sticking up for the young nigga because nobody else is doing it. Shame on Kendrick. You know, I get it, though. It's business. It is what it is. But, yo, somebody should have been speaking up for the young nigga because it's oddly fucking similar. The coincidence has happened too many times now. And the fact of the matter that we waited for this nigga. Oh, we waited for him to say it's off-season time. We wait. We want this. I'm aiming for this. I enjoy this. I enjoy a nigga who has been taking motherfucking art from someone. And then it's now going to be, I hope they expose it. And not for the audience. Fuck it. We're just the motherfuckers who pay attention. That's all who matter. Your peers. The peers in the game and the peers out the game. Drake had to come out and say, yeah, man, I came in. Big influence, Fonte. Yeah, nigga, it was not hard to fucking see. But how many casual listeners know who Fonte is? How many casual listeners know who Little Brother is? How many casual listeners know of Joe and Drake's relationship and how much emo shit he took from him? But 
You gotta go give niggas they fucking just do. You gotta humble yourself before niggas start making a podcast episode to say, fuck it, if nobody's gonna put it out there. And I remember being an artist. I told you guys, you just, when it happens to you, you say, man, fuck it. I'm an artist. I'm great at what I do. I'm gonna make another one. But at some time, at some point, you say, man, these slaps, I, you know, enough is a fucking enough. <laughs> This niggas got fat while I start. Right? So here's one to Isaiah Rashad. And I'm waiting for this motherfucking project. And I'm waiting for both of them now. Because from what I know, Cole had to do this one on his own. There was nothing out there for you to steal from. There's nothing out there for you to be influenced from. All that shit about not having rappers on your records, I call bullshit on that. I'm not here to bash Cole, man. And that's what this is going to sound like. You got to remember. You don't have to remember, especially if I didn't say it. But Cole is one of the nicest guys out there. Or he had been. You just lose some shit when, when this type of shit is found out, is all. You could have jumped in front of it. You could have put him on a record. I mean, you could have did a lot, dude. Well, you chose to you chose to bury the motherfucker. So now we get stints of him and Isaiah and going through rehab and alcohol alcoholism and it's a it's a turn of events that happens often in the in the music industry. A lot of mothers send their children off to the music industry and what they get back in return are drug addicts and alcoholics. And this was close to being this man's story. And he was too fucking nice for this to be his fucking story is what I'm saying. Thank God for whoever was good people at TDE and got this nigga some fucking help. Now, there's reasons to why SZA is always talking about leaving this fucking industry as well. I won't get into it, but she's a phenomenal talent as well. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with TDE. I would be damned if I said that. They are the fucking Avengers to me. Nice fucking camp. Dope as fucking shit. Would have loved to be a part of it. You don't get no better. There's not a camp around that can see them. Love boss. Love J. Cole. Love Earth Gang. Love the Dreamville 3. For real. But, you know, we almost didn't have this. We didn't, we, I, I can't say that. Now, I don't know what this next project's gonna sound like. I don't know what, um, I don't know what this new album's gonna sound like from Isaiah, but I hope it's dope. And if it's not, I still got two great classic pieces of work. And that's hard to do for a young man to create that and not have it given to the world and still be in it. And still be in it, dude. He's still fucking fighting. He's got his back against the fucking ropes. Bite down on your mouthpiece, youngster. I'm hoping that your time is coming. Fight your demons. Because you too nice, nigga. I'm going to be honest with you. Too goddamn nice. For niggas to be trying to play you, play you like this. 
And that's the crazy part to me is you can't be this nice and nobody want to put you on. Like, why ain't Drake come out for a fucking feature? He grab every other, he grab every other young hot nigga. Cole didn't touch him. The baby, little baby, like nobody's fucking with Isaiah. Nobody's asking for a verse. This is some underground inner working shit here. And maybe he's just introvert like me. Maybe you don't want to fuck with niggas like that. Maybe he's been maybe he's been wrong too many times. Maybe you don't really want to share studio with niggas. But I mean, I hear this nigga. I've heard Schoolboy on some shit with him. Dope ass verse too by Schoolboy too. One of my favorite. I came, I saw, I conquered. Hey, I shut you down. Yeah, uh, Schoolboy, you got to it on that. Um, I've heard Kendrick with him on records, and this young nigga hold his own. He hold his own like he been in this motherfucker for five, ten years. That's not easy to do, especially amongst niggas in your camp. The pen got to stay nice, nigga. It's hard to do that each time. Go in, go out. And, and niggas ain't putting you on their records? Oh, man, come on. How much confidence y'all want me to have? Well, that's how you know the niggas to go. Honest. I guess if I could pay my bills, I'm good. <laughs> Man. Let me tell you. Anyway, I think we, uh, this is the, the I just wanted to dedicate this one. And I didn't get to the thick of it. I only got one nigga that I really want to talk to about this. So if Mike is listening, I know if you get a hold of Mike, let this nigga listen to this episode. Tell me what the fuck he think. Or he can tell us what he think. Because I need him on for this one. We can get into the discussion. Matter of fact, I'll talk to Mike after both of these projects come out. I want to see the effort from both of the young men. Somebody had to say it. I think a lot of people know about it. Somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it, nigga. That's all I'm saying. Nobody said it for me. I show motherfuckers the goddamn proof, ups and downs, album covers, sincerely, every fucking thing, from the Combs boy, every fucking thing. Nobody said it for me, man. When they seen it, they was just like, yeah, niggas, it's these, you know, you put it out there. Man, fuck you niggas. You don't know how hard it is to create this shit. You fucking imbeciles, it's hard to create this fucking shit. And each time the shit happens, it takes something from you. I've never seen anybody create something and it's being taken. So you acting so nonchalant about this fucking shit makes me want to smack the fucking fire out of you. <sighs> this is not supposed to be this type of broadcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it is what it is. But I owe this shit to this young boy. That's all I'm going to say. Top Dog Entertainment, do right by him because you got a goddamn star. And, you know, Kendrick at the age... Where he can hold down his position as the J of the company and go ahead and let the reins over to the young man and let him, you know, start to fulfill some of his dreams and let the world know him. It's goddamn shame he's just on Fader. That nigga should be everywhere. Because he that nice. I get it. He doesn't really make the club records and shit like that. But for some niggas, you don't need that. 
The man who's taken from him so much has already proven that. You don't really need the club records. So, any cool. I guess that's where we're going to fucking sign off. We're going to ride off into the sunset. We're going to mosey on down the road. <laughs> shit, I'm burnt out right now. I just got to work and shit. I had a whole nother podcast geared for y'all. I, was, I thought about it this morning. I was like, man, I'm about to come in with my little new edition. You feel me? I'm about to dance a little bit. I'm going to sing some. And we're going to talk about all the shit that happened at work. We're going to talk about some women and all that. Like, I'm, I'm, I was happy. Like, yeah, I'm about to talk about this shit. And then it just hit me like, nah, man. Oh, this shit is happening for some motherfucking reason. And I want to fucking talk about it. I think I owe it to him. And I don't know him. But there's a code between artists. And if there ain't, then it fucking should be. We got to hold each other the fuck down. We got to hold each other accountable for some of the bullshit that be going on in this goddamn industry, man. You think Isaiah's the only one? He's not. It's happened to thousands, if not more. And it's, and it's bad business. And it's not just bad business. It ruins people. Not only do you take away their creativity, you take away their confidence, you prey on their insecurities, the anxiety becomes more intense. I become more of a recluse. I don't want to be around people. I don't trust their intentions. It's hard to live that way. It's already hard enough to live as an artist. It's already fucking hard enough. So when people prey on this shit, you understand that, yes, you do want your records to be successful. You do want to monetize, but y'all cutting me from the fucking legs and y'all giving this nigga my shins. It don't make sense. That's it. That's all. That's all I got, man. I'm going to ride off into the sunset. I'm going to mosey on down the road. This is the award-winning world-famous podcast that nobody knows about and hasn't won a damn thing. This is a podcast about everything. I'm going to record another one tomorrow. You guys will get this one tonight, and that'll be it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Isaiah Rashad, I can't wait for the fucking album. J. Cole's the same, dude. Go ahead and clean your mess up, my guy. Be humble. Pay homage. Pay homage, nigga. Your everything I love